Good afternoon. We're happy to have you with us. Uh, Local Matters for Friday. I'm your host, Dwight Henry, along with Pastor Ron Allen. Pastor Ron, good Friday to you. Good Friday afternoon, Dwight. Looking forward to it again. I always yeah. enjoy getting with you and, and having some exciting conversations. I know. We really enjoy this, don't we? I think we, we get as much out of it, out of it as anybody. Absolutely. Never met a microphone we didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> and we both have good faces for microphones, don't we? And radio. John radio. <laughs> yes. You know, we are put here on this earth. I mean, you know, the two questions I, I read not too long ago a book, it, it's the two questions that we often should be asking ourselves, who am I and why am I here? I mean, you know, we, we get caught up in a lot of things. I was having a conversation, in fact, uh, just yesterday with a person, and they were talking about a lot of things in life. And I thought, and I said, well, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when life is over, the things that are going to matter most are really our relationship with God, you know, our family, and those really those few close friends that we gather along the way. That's mm-hmm. what's going to matter most. Yes. But we are put here, particularly when we become believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we're put here to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And we're put here to, you know, to, 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 to impact and influence. It's not just to soak up what we enjoy because of a relationship with Christ, but we're put here to make a difference in the lives of other people and the world that we touch every day. Exactly. In other words, we're, we're put here to serve. Yes. And great fulfillment yes. comes from that. And, and you know, Dwight, the, uh, the phrase, sir, when you talk about serve and servants and servanthood, you know, I really feel like sometimes people get that phraseology there mixed up with uh, being subservient. They get it mixed up with feeling inferior or, or insecure, or maybe when you say the word serve or be a servant, it's like, well, I've got to be a doormat. That's really not what, that that's not what this phrase or not what we're talking about here today in regard to being a servant. When you, when, when we come at being a servant to folk and to the kingdom and to the Lord from a heart attitude of that, there's nothing, there's nothing uh, doormat about it. I mean, there's nothing in regard to, subservient, being subservient or being controlled or manipulated about that at all. Uh, you know, the Lord has called us all to be servants, and it doesn't matter which race you're of or what, you know, whether you're skinny or fat or, or where you're going you, to you, meddling right, now. It doesn't matter, you know. It doesn't matter. We all are in the same boat yes. in, that, in that regard. And if life is going to have any meaning, you know, we have to keep the heart of serving our families, serving our employer, serving our nation, serving our city. We have to keep a heart of a servant. And, you know, the heart of a servant is to literally try to lift others, try to make things better for others, uh, try to take the burdens, if you would, and the yokes from people's lives and doing that in in an attitude and a heart. And, you know, Dwight, I'm convinced that if we feel like, we're subservient, or if we feel insecure or in fear about that, like we're we're walking through the heat and the cold, you know, and we just have to oh, yeah. carry this load, and we just have to. If we have that attitude, even when we're trying to serve or help others, that is projected. But if we if we have the attitude, man, this is a great opportunity. I have an opportunity to serve my family. I have an opportunity to serve my city. I have an opportunity to serve my church. When we see those as opportunities, rather than something with someone trying to hold their thumb over us or something trying to control us, if we see those as opportunities to help relieve the burdens from other people, then servanthood takes on a completely oh, yeah. different meaning at that point. You know, and, and even the words we use, as you, you and I talk about words a whole lot, 
and in, in Christendom and in church circles, we, I, I grew up hearing this word, like, such a burden. It's uh-uh. burden, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, I don't minimize that. And it, but even, even it sounds heavy. It yes, sounds I grew hard. Up hearing it that sounds, too, yeah. it sounds, and, and, you know, I, I've used the word myself and I, I hear other people that do. And it, but it sounds like, well, I've got a burden. It's like, well, I didn't really want to do this. It's a heavy load to carry. But really, I like the word Pastor Ron, you use much better. It's an opportunity. Yes. And and when we take and when we look for and we take advantage of and we could do this every day in some shape, form or fashion. And when we look for those opportunities, it might be a smile. It might be a pat on the back. It might be a word of encouragement. It might be a a big tip to a servant at a a, a restaurant. It could be anything. But when we look for those opportunities, there's nothing more personally fulfilling to know that somehow you've made a difference in the life of somebody else. And, you know, Dwight, first John five talks about that. It says, that the, you know we're commanded in the New Testament to love. That's yeah. the commandment we have, and and First John says that the commandments of the Lord are not burdensome. Yeah. Even though I know what you're saying in that regard, we have a desire, a, yeah. a burden in our heart for someone. We want to help someone, but we can't we can't bring the attitude of being a servant into the attitude of being subservient. We yeah. can't bring that we can't bring that burdensome, heavy weighted idea. When we do, we're missing. The opportunity. And, you know, you've told me many times, Dwight, that you felt called in three years of your life, ministry, radio, and politics. Yeah. And I mean, and you're doing all three of those. And, and, but each one of those, as I observe your life, to me, they seem to be joy, a joy to you and fulfilling to you. Yeah, it's not, it's not a burden in the heavy sense. It's something that's been put in my heart, and yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I love to do right now. Yes. It's a part of what I've called to do my whole life. And and I feel the same way about pastoring. You know, it's, there's challenges. There's You're dealing, you know, one of my dear friends, Pastor Eddie Turner, used to say years ago, he said, pastoring would be easy if it weren't, weren't for people, you know. <laughs> but but, it, but you know it's a joy it's it's serving and, and having that opportunity is a joy we're happy you're with us today on local matters i'm your host dwight henry along with pastor ron allen we're talking about servant leadership and you know even even jesus you know he had two two of his disciples there and and uh, mom said hey their mom said let one sit on the right one sit on the left we want to talk oh, yeah. to the top of the corporate head and and you said whoa, whoa 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 he said you want to be great he said is that what you're talking about you want to be great he said the greatest of all is the servant of yes. all. It's it's completely opposite of being sub subservient. subservient. And when yeah. you when when you see this, uh, you know, as Christians, and and we really have to guard against that. What I mean, we really want to guard against that subservient type attitude. We want to guard against that because when we see service as an opportunity. What, when we see that, we're looking really, you know, my father-in-law used to say years ago, he'd say, if you start to do something, you want to help someone, start at the end and work your way back. And I mean, that to me was always such wise counsel because what he was saying was, look at what your end goal is. And True. the end goal, when you think about serving people, is lifting the load off of them, helping their life to be easier, breaking yokes, maybe thinking patterns or whatever that have held them captive. And then we're looking at the eternal reward in regard to that because in Matthew chapter 25, Jesus told the man that had 10 talents and that had taken those talents and served and, and traded and did things yeah. with them. He, t- he said, well done, good and faithful, faithful servant. servant. He said that, well done. And so we look at the end. We look at the end of that, and we mm. see that we're not serving out of an attitude of cumbersome. We're not serving out of an attitude of being a burden. We're serving out of an attitude of opportunity and love for people and care for people. And, you know, I, I got to thinking about this when we were 
planning on this session, I got to think about what 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 are attitudes of a servant. Yeah. Now, when we think about being a servant, what does that look like? Yeah. What yeah. does that look like? What are the attitudes involved in that? And I and I begin to think, and you know. I can't say I'm perfect in this area at all. I mean, I've struggled with this just like everybody else does. But one of the greatest attributes of a servant is that a servant will not easily be offended. You know, uh, on the way to the taping here today, I had someone to do something to me that was just totally offensive. I mean, it was just. Who was it? What did they do? I'm not going there. Come on. I'm not going to tell it. You know, they say, tell it all, brother. Tell it all. I'm not going to tell it all. But you know, Dwight, I had the best opportunity to take offense. Yeah. And you know what happened? I decided, mm. no, Lord, I'm not going to let this offend me. I'm going to pray for that person. I'm just going to pray for him. And you know, if, if I hadn't had what, the training or the teaching that we're talking about today about being a servant, that probably would have ruined my whole day. I yeah. mean, that probably would have ruined my week. It was so horrible. And so, uh, uh, but when we, ha- when we're a servant, we're not easily offended because, you know, we've had some uh, understanding about borrowed offenses. And uh, when you, when you take offense of something, how it affects your heart, how it hurts you personally, when yeah. not maybe not hurting the other person, but hurts you personally. But one of, to me, one of the greatest attributes of being a servant is not being easily offended. And, you know, you can tell, and of course I've been there and done that myself too, but you can tell a lot about the depth and the quality and the maturity of a person by how large of a thing it takes to get them offended. Yeah. You know, and when exactly. you say, well, that made me so mad. No, nothing can make you mad. Right. You choose to get mad. Yes. Well, I'm offended with that. That's a choice that you make. Yes. You can choose to be offended or not offended. But the servant's heart is one that's not easily touched no. like that. And they go beyond that and see the bigger picture. Because, you know, Dwight, when a, when a person receives those offenses, and I've done it before. I'm, I know I'm, I mean, like I said, I'm not perfect in this. But when we receive those offenses, they become bigger than life. Yeah. I mean, they become bigger than God's ability to get us through them. You know, they, yeah. they become bigger than anything. And, and boy, you're talking about something that's consuming. And when the Lord directed us to serve one another in love, what he was trying to do was to keep that from cons- keep things like that from consuming us when we see that we have a servant's heart. And the, the person with a servant's heart, see if you agree with this, Pastor Ron, the person with a servant's heart understands that our reaction or our response to an event can have a bigger impact on our life than the event itself. Exactly. How we react yep. and how we respond is going to impact us more so than the event itself. And when you come to the place of, of recognizing, you know, what are we here for? Like, you, like we started the program off here today. We, what are we here for? To love God and to love people. And when we put that just in simple terms, our purpose through this life then those offenses don't become that big. And, it, and, and I mean, I'm going to give it to us that we have to be trained. This is something that just doesn't come automatically. This is something we have to learn that when we do take those offenses, we're not fulfilling the role of the servant. And then, you know, the other, some other things that I've realized about being a servant is, you know, a servant is willing to do menial tasks. You know, uh, I was uh, uh, an associate pastor at church here in town for years and, and it seemed like, you know, I've always, I have never, <laughs> I just do not like sanding sheetrock. It's something I've just never liked doing. <laughs> I have such an appreciation for people that do that for a living. And, you know, they paint, yeah. they sand sheetrock, and they do those things. Well, Dwight, in this church, it seemed like we were doing remodeling projects forever. And every time there would become a job, it would be, there's that 
seam in that wall that has to be sanded. And, you know, I had to come to the place in my life think, no, you know, I can do this. This is yeah. just a menial task. I can go in and clean the restrooms. I can sand the sheetrock. I can do what needs to be done because I'm here to be a servant. I'm here to love people and to help people. And if sanding sheetrock or cleaning a toilet means that that's going to help people and help their pathway, then I'm going to do that. I'm going to not think that I'm too good to do those menial tasks. And, you know, you could have taken on a, a person who didn't have a servant's heart and said, no, wait a minute. I'm here to do the music. I'm here to do the praise exactly. and worship. I, mean, exactly. I, I didn't sign up for this, mm-hmm. but the servant's heart pointed you in another direction. Right. Something else about the servant that I have observed, and if it's in family, if it's in church, if it's in community, civic clubs, business, whatever, you know, the, the servant really doesn't mind who gets the credit. Yes, I mean, that's, that, that is so uh, typical of somebody who has a servant's heart. And whenever whenever we're leading, you know, if, if you are a servant leader and you recognize that, you want the team to be – you want the team to be lifted up. So that's a good one, Dwight, that, that, that a servant doesn't have to have the credit. We're glad you're with us on Local Matters this Friday afternoon. We're talking about servant leadership. We're back with more in a moment. Welcome back to Local Matters for Friday Afternoon. I'm your host, Dwight Henry, along with Pastor Ron Allen. We're talking about servant leadership. And more specifically, Pastor Ron, let's deal with with the heart of a servant. And and the, the Bible talks about the law. We mentioned what Jesus said about the greatest of all is the servant of all. Yes. I mean, the more you serve uh, and the greater way you serve really determines the difference that you make while, while you're on this earth. And mm-hmm. the book of Philippians has a lot to tell us about it, that. It does. You know, and Dwight, that, that scripture of Philippians says that, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be with God, but emptied himself and became a servant even unto death. I mean, that, that's wow. paraphrasing that, but, but that Philippians 2 passage really gives us some insight. It says he became of no reputation. And so when we think about being a servant and, and leadership, and it means that you get to the place to where you're not really concerned like we were talking about earlier, Dwight. You know, a servant doesn't need credit. A servant is not easily offended. A servant is willing to do menial tasks. Wow. When we're wow. thinking about that, it, it's like we become of no reputation. And, and something that I have observed, you know, um, I told, I've told this at church several times, Dwight, and I'll, I'll brag on you here a little bit, but I can remember when you first ran for city council years ago. That's before uh, you were born. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I do remember you're that. You're not that much older than me. Uh, I, remember, I remember before you ran that you actually served two or three other campaigns. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't understand why is he doing this? Why is, why is it's like you were just so working so hard and helping other people. And then it clicked on me. It clicked me one day. What he is gaining by serving other people mm. is insight. Wisdom, money can't buy the things that you gain probably from helping other people in their campaigns and serving them and laying your life down for them. And that's what really when the Lord is wanting us to serve, He, when we see the good of others, when we're desiring the good of others to lift them up, to get the burden off of them, we recognize it. Like First John says that his commandments aren't burdensome. It's, it's not too heavy for us to lay our lives down to try to serve someone else. We're recognizing that the attitudes of a servant, we're always willing to help others. We're yeah. always willing to see how I can, you know, and, and I mean, I understand this principle. I'm a pastor. I see this all the time. 
people have to be guarded that they don't burn themselves out, that they don't just try to serve for their righteousness sake. That's not, we're not serving, trying to get righteousness. We're serving because we are righteous. And so when you serve from the mentality of who you are, rather than trying to gain what you think you don't have, then that keeps the strength going in your life to continue to be a servant. So when we're looking at Philippians 2, Dwight, man, that's the gold passage there, the gold statement in regard to serving others. And, and you know, you talk about Jesus Christ, all man without seeking to be God. And there's so many, and he is our model for everything. The Bible says to imitate or mark the perfect man, all men without seeking to be God. And and he said, he said, I didn't come to be ministered to. I yes. came to minister. This wow. is God on earth walking around saying, I came to minister. And even you talked about being offended a moment ago. I mean, he went through some stuff yes. like nobody else ever has, but hanging on the cross. You talk about a person that did not take offense. He said, Father, Forgive wow. them, for they know not what they do. What a mm. model! And you talk, talking about talking about the goodness of God, Dwight. Yeah, golly, how good God, how good God is that He came to serve us that way. Yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, if there's any listeners today, maybe you're a single mom, maybe the pressure is on you in life, or you're struggling at work, whatever. Just realize how much the Lord loves you, and that He's not He's not the one creating the pressure on your life or the problems that. He really came to serve us, to deliver us, to get the pressure off. And, you know, we, th- we talk about things that we can do and making servant servanthood a, a lifestyle. I, I, I can't help but think about my wife, Kathy. Uh, she makes a great banana pudding. Oh, wow. I mean, if you talk about this, is, I mean, my <laughs> grandma Henry made some banana She can make one. And every once in a while, she'll just get somebody on her mind. And it's we don't have to write thousand dollar checks. No, nope. we don't have to go to the edge of the earth. Although there's nothing wrong with those things, certainly. But she'll just get somebody on her mind. She said, "I'm gonna make them a banana pudding." Wow! And she'll start thinking about them, and we'll take that banana pudding over. She enjoys making those things. She especially enjoys making them for other people. It just lights up their life. There's lots of ways that we can we can do lots of we can simple, do a lot of little things to serve. Things like you, I think you mentioned earlier. I was going through a checkout line here a while back and. And I, I just happened to notice it looked like the cashier was just kind of, she was just depressed or dealing with something, you know. And so I just stopped. and There wasn't anybody behind me. I just said, you know what? I really appreciate you and what you're doing. I said, you know, you are serving us and helping these people get through. And, man, by the time of the end of our conversation, she was smiling. And she yeah. was so thankful that somebody just recognizing someone yeah. is a way of serving them recognizing what they're doing and and you know leaving leaving generous tips for our waiters and waitresses is another way you know there's all day long there's ways that we can serve others when we are willing basically to say you know what i choose to give up my rights i choose to give up my rights to help someone else and and when we do that dwight that's what jesus was talking about and i think it's is mark 10 he was talking about he that is chief among you will be the servant of all when we think about these attitudes the that's that's what servanthood means we should never let our mind go to the route of being subservient because god never called any human being to be below another human being that's that's not the call the call is that we serve each other that we lift each other up and by laying down our rights we can do that and you know the thing that i notice in my life and I, i don't hit the home run every time either but when I start thinking about 
encouraging someone else or doing a little something or maybe a bigger something to make a difference in somebody's life about their needs, about what they're going through. It might be a word. It might be an act. It might be a deed. Yes. Somehow it makes me, I mean, it takes me beyond the needs in my life. Yes. You know, it takes me like I'm, I'm not, I'm no longer focused on the two problems I was thinking about today. When I start to do that, you know, that action sort of changes my attitude and really kind of increases my faith and, and causes peace to work better in me. Amen. And why you know, I'm convinced that when we have that proper attitude of being a servant, that's the result. That's what the Lord is after. He wants us to get the focus off of our stuff, off of us, and onto him and other people and how he can empower us and strengthen us. And, you know, Dwight, that is something that brings uh, abundance in our lives. It's something that brings the abundance of God. It's something that, you know, I think it's Colossians. I believe it's in Colossians it says that, that whatever you do in word or deed, do it as unto the Lord yes, and not unto it. man. And so, you know, when we're thinking about that, when we're thinking that, wait, I may be cheering up this clerk in a in a checkout line. I may be leaving a tip, but but Lord, in my heart, I'm doing this unto you. I I'm doing this hardly as unto you, and because I care about you and I care about people. What, what Jesus said: two most important things on the earth is loving God. And loving people. And that's when we, and Dwight, let me say this, trying to serve from any other capacity than knowing that you are loved by God is really dead works. Oh, yes. You know, it's just, we have to come, we have to come from the love of God in order to serve other people. And when we know that we're loved and we know that he cares about us and we know that, that he's going to help us through, that gives us the capacity in our heart to open our heart to love and care for other people. I heard someone phrase that this way, Pastor Ron. They said, we serve because of and not in order to. We serve because of God's love for us, God's goodness to us, and not in order to get him to love us or any better. It's a because of thing and not in an order to thing. And and once that concept lives in you, you look at, at servanthood in a whole different capacity. Yes. We're glad you're with us today. Uh, this is uh, Local Matters. Pastor Ron Allen, Dwight Henry, we're talking about servant leadership. And, and let's talk to our audience about making our life count now. I mean, what, know, what can we do on a, on a personal level? I'm so thrilled about that last statement you made up. Yeah. It's, it's, could you say that again? Because, it's, it's because of. What, what I usually do, Pastor Ron, as you know, somebody, <laughs> if, you, if I heard you say that, I'd say, Pastor Ron Allen said. Yes. And then the second time, I'll say a friend of mine said. And then the third time I use it, I say, like I've been saying. Yeah. So, like I've been saying. <laughs> We serve because of and not in order to. We 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 serve because because of God's love for us and God's what He's done for us, and because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, we don't serve in order to become more saved, no, or to no, become no. more holy, or to become more righteous. It's because of and not in order to. And see, when that I, I, I couldn't express that any better. That is so good. But when I when I. When we can come to the place of servanthood from that perspective, then subservient attitudes will leave us. Yeah, it, They have to, you know, because until we can see our value, what God has done for us, we're really not serving from the right perspective. Yes, that's, we're, yeah. we're not we're not serving. We're, from, we're serving in order to. Yes. And, and, and when we do that, it leads to burnout. You know, Paul said, uh, he said, I will not frustrate the grace of God. When when grace is frustrated, 
He said, it's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives within me. The life that I now live in the flesh, this is Galatians 2.20. He said, the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. See, the perspective changes when we realize that, wait, I'm coming from the perspective of the love of God for me. And guess what? If God loves me this much, I can can love someone else. I can serve someone else. I can— I can give of that to someone else. I can do that. Yeah. Out of, out of, out the, of, love, out of yes. the love that we already have for yeah. God. Yes. Didn't make us any more righteous, any nope. more saved, any more love of God. When we sow out of that attitude, it brings the abundant life to us, Dwight. It brings it to us. Great conversation. Amen. Thank I'll you, sir. You, you got me preaching. <laughs> <laughs> Servant leadership, the topic today. Happy to have you with us. Join us next time for Local Matters.